Good morning. Today is Saturday, the 19th of December, 2020. Our readings today are Psalm 55, Isaiah 10, 20 through 27, Jude 17 through 25, and the Gospel of Luke, chapter 3, verses 1 through 9. Arise, O Jerusalem, stand upon the height, and look toward the east. And see your children gathered from west and east at the word of the Holy One. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Creator, to set forth God's praise, to hear God's Holy Word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God, Let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. God of all mercy, we confess that we have sinned against you, opposing your will in our lives. We have denied your goodness in each other, in ourselves, and in the world you have created. We repent of the evil that enslaves us, the evil we have done, and the evil done on our behalf. Forgive, restore, and strengthen us through our Savior Jesus Christ, that we may abide in your love and serve only your will. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Our God and Savior now draws near. O come, let us worship. Come, let us sing to God. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to God with psalms. For you are a great God. You are great above all gods. In your hand are the caverns of the earth, and the heights of the hills are yours also. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee, and kneel before God our Maker. For you are our God. And we are the people of your pasture and the sheep of your hand. Oh, that today we would hearken to your voice. Our God and Savior now draws near. O come, let us worship. Psalm 55. Give ear to my prayer, O God. Do not hide yourself from my supplication. Attend to me and answer me. I am troubled in my complaint. I am distraught by the noise of the enemy because of the clamor of the wicked, for they bring trouble upon me, and in anger they cherish enmity against me. My heart is in anguish within me. The terrors of death have fallen upon me. Fear and trembling come upon me, and horror overwhelms me. And I say, oh, that I had wings like a dove. I would fly away and be at rest. Truly, I would flee far away. I would lodge in the wilderness. 
I would hurry to find a shelter for myself from the raging wind and tempest. Confuse, O God, confound their speech, for I see violence and strife in the city. Day and night they go around it on its walls, and iniquity and trouble are within it. Ruin is in its midst. Oppression and fraud do not depart from its marketplace. It is not enemies who taunt me. I could bear that. It is not adversaries who deal insolently with me. I could hide from them. But it is you, my equal, my companion, my familiar friend with whom I kept pleasant company. We walked in the house of God with the throng. Let death come upon them. Let them go down alive to Sheol, for evil is in their homes and in their hearts. But I call upon God, and God will save me. Evening and morning and at noon I utter my complaint and moan, and God will hear my voice. God will redeem me unharmed from the battle that I wage, for many are arrayed against me. God, who is enthroned from of old, will hear and will humble them, because they do not change and do not fear God. My companion laid hands on a friend and violated a covenant with me, with speech smoother than butter, but with a heart set on war, with words that were softer than oil, but in fact were drawn swords. Cast your burden on God, and God will sustain you. God will never permit the righteous to be moved. But you, O God, will cast them down to the lowest pit. The bloodthirsty and treacherous shall not live out half their days, but I will trust in you. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Isaiah, chapter 10, verses 20 through 27. On that day... The remnant of Israel and the survivors of the house of Jacob will no more lean on the one who struck them, but will lean on God, the Holy One of Israel, in truth. A remnant will return, the remnant of Jacob, to the mighty God. For though your people Israel were like the sand of the sea, only a remnant of them will return. Destruction is decreed, overflowing with righteousness. For the sovereign God of hosts will make a full end, as decreed, in all the earth. Therefore, thus says the sovereign God of hosts, O my people who live in Zion, do not be afraid of the Assyrians when they beat you with a rod and lift up their staff against you as the Egyptians did. For in a very little while my indignation will come to an end, and my anger will be directed to their destruction. The God of hosts will wield a whip against them, as when God struck Midian at the rock of Oreb. God's staff will be over the sea, and God will lift it, as God did in Egypt. On that day, God's burden will be removed from your shoulder, and God's yoke will be destroyed from your neck. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle D a song of the wilderness. The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom. 
It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy in singing. They shall see the glory of God, the majesty of our God. Strengthen the weary hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to the anxious, be strong, do not fear. Here is your God coming with judgment to save you. Then shall the eyes of the blind be opened and the ears of the deaf be unstopped. Then shall the lame leap like a deer and the tongue of the speechless sing for joy. For waters shall break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool and the thirsty ground springs of water. The ransomed of God shall return with singing, with everlasting joy upon their heads. Joy and gladness shall be theirs, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Jude, verses 17 through 25. But you, beloved, must remember the predictions of the apostles of our Savior Jesus Christ. For they said to you, In the last time there will be scoffers, indulging their own ungodly lusts. It is these worldly people, devoid of the Spirit, who are causing divisions. But you, beloved, build yourselves up on your most holy faith. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Look forward to the mercy of our Savior Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. And have mercy on some who are wavering. Save others by snatching them out of the fire. And have mercy on still others with fear, hating even the tunic defiled by their bodies. Now to the one who is able to keep you from falling, and to make you stand without blemish in the presence of their glory with rejoicing, to the only God our Savior, through Jesus Christ, be glory, majesty, power, and authority before all time, and now and forever. Amen. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle O, a song of the heavenly city. I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is the God of surpassing strength and the Lamb, and the city has no need of sun or moon to light it. For the glory of God shines on it, and its lamp is the Lamb. By its light the nations shall walk, and the rulers of the world lay their honor and glory there. Its gates shall never be shut by day, nor shall there be any night. Into it they will bring the honor and glory of nations. I saw the clean river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. The tree of life spanned the river, giving fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of nations. All, <coughs> excuse me. All curses cease where the throne of God and the Lamb stands, and all servants give worship there. There they will see God's face, whose name shall be on their foreheads. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Glory to you, Jesus Christ. Luke chapter 3, verses 1 through 9. 
In the fifteenth year of the reign of Emperor Tiberius, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea and Herod was ruler of Galilee, and his brother Philip ruler of the region of Itutheria and Trachonitas, and Licinius ruler of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Anas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. John went into all the region around the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for, for, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, as it is written in the book of the words of the prophet Isaiah, the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of God, make their paths straight. Every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill shall be made low. And the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough ways made smooth, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. John said to the crowds that came out to be baptized by him, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruits worthy of repentance. Do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our ancestor. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children of Ab to Abraham. Even now the axe is lying at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. The Gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Jesus Christ. Let us affirm our faith together. We believe in God, the nurturer and teacher, from whom is named every family in heaven and on earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, begotten of divine love, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with that love. We believe in God, the Holy Spirit. She strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, source of all being, love incarnate, spirit of truth. Amen. I do have a few thoughts on the readings today. Let me, let me gather myself. Let us go through them one by one and see what the Holy Spirit reveals to us. Holy Spirit, come here. Be with us as we read together, as we consider together, as we fill ourselves up with the Holy Word before we go about our day that we may carry it with us all throughout the day. Our psalm is one that is much annotated in my Bible, Psalm 55, because I, I think the psalmist really captures something that is so difficult for us. It's, it's one thing when those we expect to be our enemies are unkind to us. But it is another entirely when the ones that we thought loved us, our families, our friends, our close companions, wound us. But as the psalmist says, cast your burden on God and God will sustain you. God will never permit the righteous to be moved. All these things that wound us, we give them to God 
and God gives back the love and peace and assurance that our immortal souls are safe with God. This is a beautiful and reassuring thing. And hold on to that word burden because we're going to come to it again. Our reading from Isaiah reminds us again of where we should be putting our trust, to whom we should be depend on whom we should be depending. It says in verse 20. On that day, the remnant of Israel and the survivors of the house of Jacob will no more lean on the one who struck them, but will lean on God, the Holy One of Israel, in truth. As we've talked about a little bit this week, it is a painful thing sometimes when our eyes are opened. And that is on both sides. It's a painful thing sometimes when our eyes are opened to what we have done unknowingly. And it's also sometimes a very painful thing when our eyes are opened to the fact that we have followed falsehoods. And we, we talked about this yesterday. And here, the, the people of Israel, their eyes are going to be opened, that they put their trust in the might of warlords, and there is no place for it there. That the only place for absolute trust, the only healthy place for dependence is on God. It is too much for any human to bear, to bear complete reliance. Humans, even doing our best, are intensely fallible. But when we turn to God, God is the truth. God is the righteousness. God is the love. (laughs) And we come again to burden. Verse 27. On that day, God's burden will be removed from your shoulder and God's yoke will be destroyed from your neck. This is foreshadowing the coming of Christ. And I think the burden of God is the burden to seek God, the burden to do right by God. Just as children bear a burden to please their parents, so also we bear a burden to follow God and to follow God righteously And we are incapable of doing it without Christ. Christ comes and bears that burden for us. Christ is the path. Christ is the way. Christ is the truth. And I picture myself, I don't know if you guys, if any of you guys are hikers or or have ever been in a situation where you've been carrying heavy things over long distances. But I think about myself, you know, because I, I started hiking and camping at a very early age. And when you're carrying everything you need on your back, it gets really heavy, right? And then later, you know, in the military, carrying, (laughs) carrying things in my rucksack, I, 
So I have some familiarity with carrying heavy burdens. And especially when you don't have the load adjusted well, um, it can really rub in the wrong places. It can hurt you. It can create these wounds um, or sores. And I think about that. I think about us carrying these misshapen burdens and it's the weight and it's also the way. And then I imagine Christ coming alongside and saying, my beloved, give that to me. And what was a torturous toil becomes a walk with Christ, a beautiful walk through creation with the creator himself. Our reading from Jude warns us to avoid the false teachings. This is another common theme that we've been talking about lately, my friends. I think this particular phrase in verse 19, where the false teachers are called devoid of the spirit. We are all made from the same divine substance that God, God's self is made from. I think perhaps it is not the spirit is not present, but that the spirit is not recognized. The spirit is, is buried. The spirit is latent. And I think it is through many different means that we awaken ourselves, that we awaken the spirit. Or not that we awaken the spirit, but that we give the spirit space to come, to be seen. And as I think this through, perhaps there is a difference between being created in God's image and from the same substance, the same divine substance that God was created and having the spirit as we think of the Holy Spirit that perhaps we have to invite the Holy Spirit in. Thank you for talking this through with me, my friends. In case you don't know already, I'm quite the verbal processor. I think maybe that's it. We were created holy in holiness from the very same divine stuff that God, God's self is made out of. And as we've talked about before, we are born, we come into this world close to God, knowing God. And a lot of it is inviting, a lot of the holy work that we do is unlearning the stuff that has come between us and God, healing the wounds, removing the debris. And I think here too, I'm pretty sure the writer was talking about these folks not 
really knowing God, teaching from some other place or believing from some other place, scoffing at those listeners whom, whom the letter is directed to who were earnestly seeking God with all that they were. When someone scoffs at you, when someone rubs it in, when someone sends that photo or the Christmas card right now, maybe that's a thing, the Christmas card of, hey, even in the middle of the pandemic, I'm awesome. I'm great. I'm here on my 40 foot yacht, enjoying the warm weather and whatever tropical climate, right? It feels like they're rubbing it in. It feels like they're scoffing at everything that we're going through. And it can feel like, where is God? But this emptiness, this attempt to receive happiness, joy, fulfillment, whatever you want to call it, through anything other than God is empty. It is, as the writer says here, devoid of the spirit. The most humble of circumstances, when we invite the spirit in, as we now in Advent are inviting the spirit, the Holy Spirit, the harbinger of Christ's coming, eagerly anticipating Christ coming. In Celtic spirituality, there are three comings of Christ. And we are now awaiting the second coming. It can feel like we are empty and unheard and unfulfilled. But the truth is... That we are making space. We are making space for the Holy Spirit to show up for ourselves to come into community with God. For God's purpose for us to be fulfilled. And just because we can't see it right now, just because everything else looks shiny and bright, don't be fooled. Don't, don't be led astray. The path that you're on, the rocky and and hard give those burdens even even the little spiteful stuff like man why am i stuck here in this house i can't even go out to eat and yet so and so is on a yacht in the bahamas are you kidding me <laughs> whatever it is whatever the the thing is that's pricking you or wounding you or seems heavy to carry right now Give it to Christ, and I pray that Christ gives you in return, as Christ always gives us in return, the pure love of God. And maybe just a little glimpse of the amazing work that God is doing in us in this liminal moment, in this transition time. Because I don't know about you, actually that's just the stupid thing to say, I do know, I think, that all of us, because it is in our nature, it is the way that God made us, seek to grow 
and to thrive. And we want to come out of this season on the other side better, holier, more joyful, having more peace, experiencing God's love more fully. And as we get to our gospel reading, I think this is all wrapped up in what John was doing. John was preparing the way for Christ. He was proclaiming the holy grace of baptism and reconciliation. So I think today and this this coming, you know, we're ending the third week of Advent. Tomorrow starts the fourth week. I think today, let us take that time. Let us make this a special day of preparation that here on the last day of the third week of Advent, we receive the ministry of John the Baptist. We receive the ministry of reconciliation that we lay, well, not exactly lay down, but give up to God. Anything that we are carrying that has become burdensome and heavy and no longer serves us. The wounds, the shame, the guilt. Let's take time today, friends, to meditate. To enter deeply into the love of God. To first and foremost, as we try to do always, right? Root ourselves in God. Come and rest in that place, in the eternal embrace, in the security that is the only true security, that of God. And from that place, let us with Christ gently and with so much self-compassion and love. Look with the eyes of God upon those things that must be reconciled, healed, removed. In order that we may step across the threshold into the arms of Christ, unburdened, holy ourselves, not held back. I think that's, that's what we need to do today and not just personally, but also communally. Let's look at where we came from. Let's look with compassion. Let's look without condemnation, but let's look clearly and with holy intentionality. Choose what we take forward into the next season, into even the next part of this season. Let this transition from one phase to another, one time to another, be a cleansing time, a clearing time, by and with the grace of Jesus Christ. Amen. God be with you and also with you. Let us pray. Our creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your dominion come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the sovereignty, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen.
in place of the suffrages, let us um, read from Celtic Daily Prayer Book 2. Let's do the Advent song and candle. But first, let's read the prayer for Christmas preparations. Gracious Jesus, ruler of both the darkness and the light, send your Holy Spirit upon our preparations for Christmas. We who have so much to do seek quiet spaces to hear your voice each day. We who are anxious over many things look forward to your coming among us. We who are blessed in so many ways long for the complete joy of your dominion. Let me say that again. We who are blessed in so many ways long for the complete joy of your dominion. We whose hearts are heavy seek the joy of your presence. We are your people, walking in darkness, yet seeking the light. To you we say, come, sovereign Christ. We make our hearts ready for the sovereign of glory to come in. Through the doors of our heart, though they are made of only the simplest wood, we make our hearts ready for the sovereign of glory to come in. We open these doors now, fully and completely, with all of our will and all of our strength. With all of our uncertainty and all of our weakness, we pray, Come, dwell among us, and be our peace today. So now we're going to say, not sing, (laughs) verses 1, 2, and 3 of the Advent Carol. Then we'll mark out the Advent path with our candle flames. And then we'll have the calls and responses followed by the Advent path story. Within the deepest darkness, a glowing light is lit. The darkness cannot put it out or do away with it. The prophet said Messiah would come to set us free, to rule the world with life and justice. The Prince of Peace is he. Wild desert John Baptizer shouted, prepare the way, level out the hills, fill the potholes in, make way for God today. This is the path that John marked, whose voice called in the desert, prepare the way for God, who cried, repent, for the dominion of God is near, and baptized in the river Jordan many who confessed their sins, and who pointed out Jesus, behold the Lamb of God. Today, the third week of Advent, we light three candles. We mark out the Advent path with candle flames. When our path is menaced by shadows, circle us, God. Keep light within, keep darkness without. When our path is targeted by conflict, circle us, God. Keep love near, keep hatred afar. When our path is threatened by worry, circle us, God. Keep peace within, keep fear without. This is the path that John marked 
the dominion of God is near. This is the path that the prophets marked, who promised someone to preach good news. This is the path that God marked with light that shines in the darkness. We have waited long for you. Deep has been the darkness. We long for you to shine right here among us where we are. We will not fear the shadows that surround us, if only you will come among us. We await the sound of a cry in the night, the joy that follows pain, the coming of hope. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity. One God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A Collect for Saturdays Almighty God, who after the creation of the world rested from all your works and sanctified a day of rest for all your creatures, grant that we, putting away all earthly anxieties, may be duly prepared for the service of your sanctuary, and that our rest here upon earth may be a preparation for the eternal rest promised to your people in heaven, through Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. The Collect for the Third Week of Advent Stir up your power, O God, and with great might come among us, and, because we are sorely hindered by our sins, let your bountiful grace and mercy speedily help and deliver us, through Jesus Christ our Savior, to whom with you in the Holy Spirit be honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. I'd like to read um, a prayer from the Coleman readings for today in Celtic Daily Prayer Book 2. The Temple. Solomon made a home for God, the most beautiful, the most splendid, where God could be honored and praised and remembered and worshipped. But earth itself or even heaven could never hold the Almighty who made them all. The heavens, the earth, the temple of Solomon could only hold a little of the glory. But God themselves in all their splendor can squeeze themselves into a human heart that is their throne. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity. One God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Let us read as we have been the prayer attributed to St. Francis as our prayer for mission. God, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen.
Now is the time when we lift up, circle and hold in the light those whom the Holy Spirit has placed upon our hearts to pray for. Dear God, we pray for all of us, for our communities, for our country, for our neighborhoods and our churches, for our families and for ourselves, that we may reflect and look with clear eyes and with God's help, give up that which is not for the next season. Let us move unburdened and in this transition time, allow God to unburden us. By the holy power of Jesus Christ, all this I pray, all this we pray, amen. Let's say together the general thanksgiving and then the prayer of St. Chrysostom. Almighty God, giver of all mercies, we, your co-creators, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your immeasurable love in the redemption of the world by our Savior, Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And, we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies, and that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service, and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved incarnate that when two or three are gathered together in Christ's name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Savior Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. The wisdom of God, the love of God, and the grace of God strengthen us to be Christ's hands and heart in this world. In the name of the Holy Trinity. Amen.